everyone. Welcome to How to Be Me Again. This is the podcast where we are learning how to take care of ourselves because we don't know how. I'm Kristen. And I'm Maddie. And I'm so excited to see you again after the Christmas break. The holiday Christmas break because I was in quarantine. I know. Woo! I mean, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh that was crazy. We were we were laughing cuz so for the listeners, my husband and I went to Mexico over Christmas with my family. Um and we had booked it in advance of the Omicron thing coming out and then we decided to take the risk and go anyway and my husband and I got COVID while we were there and then totally to- paid off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we had to quarantine for an extra week, but luckily we didn't have to pay anything extra at the hotel or for the flight or anything like that. So all things considered, it was pretty lucky, but, um, it's just such a shame too. Cause like in my mind, I was, I I kept forgetting the fact that you're actually sick with COVID and I was like, but you got a free week. Like what a a joy, like meals (laughs) delivered and like your flight can change for no cost. I just thought like, what a dream, but at the same time, with COVID. <laughs> so, but it was unwanted guests on the at, trip. Yeah, I know, right? At the time that we were in quarantine, neither of us, like, we were, weren't feeling like great, but we weren't feeling super sick or anything. Um, so, but it was mainly like the stress of it was just the uncertainty yeah. of like, we didn't know, like, the hotel was really good. Um, they were very pretty clear about like how, how it all worked and they delivered food and stuff, but generally they hadn't been great with like the mini bar guy didn't bring us water and stuff like that Uh, like throughout our whole trip not just in quarantine so we were like oh and every time you call the front desk it like would you have to sit there for like five minutes before somebody answered like it was it wasn't super relaxing (laughs) yeah so and then with like the the place that we use to book everything like our flights and everything like that they we couldn't actually contact them because they were like sitting at the little desk like in the main lobby area of the resort and when we went to tell them like we tested positive he was like oh he wouldn't even talk to me he's like go to your room (laughs) basically (laughs) like just go to your room and I was like but what do we do and he's like go to your room and you call front desk and whatever and I was like yeah but what do we do about our flights and like all that so we're supposed to get on a flight in two days and like we can't now so of course like I'm panicking trying to like get everything settled he's like I'll call you in an hour he never called us and there's <laughs> no still waiting way, on that call yeah and there's no way to call them like because wow. they don't have phones there like they're not connected oh. to the resort they're just the, right. uh, the service provider right so yeah. yeah that was it was it was hard for me to not be able to kind of be in control of the situation and figure get yeah. it sorted out so that at least I know what I'm dealing with I know the rules so I can follow them right like mm. and everything was changing every day like so that uncertainty was not fantastic pleasant no it's, it's yeah. interesting as you were saying that it, it was bringing up for me like I used to have this um dream that I would be a digital nomad and I wanted mm-hmm. to when we very first like left Australia and we lived in Mexico for six months after we when we were going to leave Mexico we thought well let's do a year traveling as digital nomads and there was this business called world nomads that were a group of entrepreneurs that did a different month in every different country in all these different countries oh, and we were like cool. we signed up for it we were going to do like a month in Argentina or something and 
I, I, you know, knowing what I know about myself now, I'm like, that would mm. never have worked because I'm just, yeah. I don't do well with uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And I, it really makes me think of the people I have met on my travels who are truly digital nomads. Like there must be something about like their complete and utter um, acceptance of uncertainty and I for them almost, to be able to do that, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I almost think that there is a certain type of person out there that thrives on it, that they yeah. actually feel suffocated by the idea of structure. having certainty and structure, right? Yeah. So basically the exact opposite for me. I mean, I, yeah. do, I, do, <laughs> I do need an element of that uncertainty. Like it's why I think yes. why I like traveling and why I'm like, I'm, I'm very, cause I'm, I think about I live in the future and yeah. I think that living in the future is its own type of uncertainty, right? Like, mm. because I'm hopeful for things, right? Like, yes. oh, if I did this, I could do this. And I'm always kind of daydreaming about what the future could look like. Yeah. But that's the level of uncertainty that I enjoy because I'm still in control of it to a degree, right? Yeah. And I feel the same where I used to, I used to equate uncertainty with variety, but I, mm. in the years as that I've become wiser, I realize that they are different, but yeah. I do, I do crave variety. Like I do want yeah. things to be different. I want, you know, like for instance, I couldn't, I can't be one of those people who eats the same meal every day. Like people right. who batch cook, like I've tried that. And I've I just tried it. It's hard. It. I can do it yeah. for like two days. Me too. And by the That's third day, it. I'm just like, I don't want to. And I rebel. I get yes. like really rebellious. Yeah. I just buy takeout. I'm like, I just yeah. spent all my money. I've, I will have spent all my money trying to like batch cook or like buy all the batch cooking ingredients yep. only to then double my budget for food that week because yes. I'm like, I hate this. I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. I'm so bored. Exactly. Yeah. I know like meal planning. I just can't, I can't do the whole, yeah. Batch prepping and like all that. I yeah. really want to be that person. Like I really want to be able to do it. Cause I mm. get it. I, the logical side of me is like, that would be awesome. <laughs> Could you so, please yeah, it would make be consistent sense. in that way? Yeah. No, I exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting now. Cause like now that I know that's about myself in terms of variety, like it does give some freedom to mm-hmm. being like, okay, well, I know that I, I don't like, for instance, I don't think I would ever like to travel to the same places that I've been before, unless yeah. I was taking someone to show for the first time. There's something about being the host that I really enjoy. Right. Um, but generally I'm like, yeah, nah, I, I may not have seen everything there, but I don't ever want to go back. <laughs> you know, I, I always thought that too. And I'm definitely not the type of person that would go back, um, like every single year. Yeah. I do know people that do that. They go on vacation to the exact same spot every single year. And that to me just is bores me to tears, but, (laughs) um, but there definitely is something really cool about going back to the same place, like a couple of times where you're like, Oh, it's a whole different level of enjoyment because you're already familiar with it. It's like, you can take it to that next level of, Mm. of, yeah just enjoyment because you understand it you understand how it works and so you can just up your game a little bit that's interesting actually and it does make me think there are places I went in my teens that Mm. I wouldn't mind revisiting like I went to Japan on an exchange when I was 16 cool and Rory has been to Japan as well when his mum used to work there uh and I think both of us would really like to go back um, yeah. I mean, the truth is too, I don't think I have a very good memory. Like I don't have a good long-term memory. My, when I was growing up, my dad could like recount in exquisite detail, 
his childhood. Like he remembers yeah. the colors. He remembers what he was wearing. He remembers like the hair of the teacher and their name and the smell of them. And like, he has this really like yeah. incredible memory. Whereas I have often felt kind of like my mom who used to take <laughs> ginkgo biloba, <laughs> which is supposed to help your memory and your mind. Um, where I sometimes struggle, like I've had significant things. Like I don't remember a great deal of my trip to Japan, even mm. though it was only probably like, what am I 32? So 16 years ago. Yeah. I mean, that was half my life ago. So maybe I should yeah. give it more, maybe I should give more credit to you my memory. You should cut yourself some slack. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, fine. You're exactly. 16. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You probably like, could remember like how cute that boy was or whatever, but that's like, I, I can remember yeah. that. I tell you that right now. My romantic, my romantic escapades, I remember in vivid detail. Exactly. Um, <laughs> But it's interesting though, cause I was on that exchange and I was also, we were just talking before we started recording about like growing up being um, praised for being a perfectionist, mm. which is going to come up a lot this year. Just saying, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> just saying, be prepared. Unsubscribe <laughs> if you're not interested in hearing about that. But um, I think I, what I remember more is like trying to be the, the good student, trying to represent mm. Australia proudly, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. even though we had learned a line dance as our cultural dance oh, that no. we did in front of schools in Japan, an American line dance. <laughs> like, so now they're just confused about what yeah. Australian culture even is. No wonder I don't know who I am. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's probably like, I was so like, those are the memories I have is like trying to be the good student as opposed right. to like, and, and you know, this is a great lesson even for me today, 16 years later mm-hmm. to be thinking about like, being present and like letting go of that stuff and like observing the world around me, getting curious. Yes. As it were. As it were. Mm. So we are, I don't know, did we actually announce it on our last episode that our, what our experiment this month is going to be? I I have completely blanked out 2021 already. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. We don't know what happened. Who are we? Where are we? What's happening now? The lost years. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Okay, so this this month's experiment is going to be how to be curious. So we wanted to start this year right by just taking a really like non-judgmental. We've talked about it in the past, how we equate curiosity with the complete absence of judgment because you Mm. can't be curious and judgmental at the same time. They're just contradictory. So I think this for this experiment, I kind of see it as like, I just want to kind of challenge myself to throw myself into doing all kinds of other things mm. and experience a lot of different things and push myself in ways that I wouldn't have typically pushed myself or that I would think it was, oh, I'm not that type of person or I'm not, you know, like ah, take that judgment out of it. Yeah. We'll see if that's actually what happens, but I think that I would like... I, that's what I have in my mind. That's your intention. Of, yeah. That's my intention. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. It's interesting. I mean, yeah, because if we, if our history of the podcast is anything to go by, uh, <laughs> it's not going to go What we intend doesn't, all. it'll yeah. normally happen. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's interesting. This is the first of our experiments that I've started early. Ooh. Like, yeah, as soon as we decided that that was going to be the experiment for yeah. January, I think I basically started it because nice. I was so excited about this idea. I like it. To be noted, very different to how I started the physical one, <laughs> <laughs> the movement. 
where I basically was like, nah, nah, I'm not nah. going to start yet. Nah. 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 Week <laughs> what four. What did I do this week? Nah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I did a push up. Done. <laughs> um, um, please go back and listen to our episodes on the physical one to understand yeah, the context really of that valuable. conversation. We yeah, talk yeah. about the physical stuff a lot. <laughs> a lot. Um, but yeah, I started this early and it was like, it, but it, uh, in true Maddie fashion, I was like, oh, that's something I should mention on the podcast. Ooh, did I write it down? No. Do I remember? Oh, no. Not. So we're going to just <laughs> let the conversation flow. <laughs> <laughs> and oh my gosh, but that's it is awesome. interesting. The, so your approach, your intention is quite mm-hmm. different to mine. Okay. Largely due to the fact that I just do not have time, space, energy, capacity to be starting new things because I'm moving internationally <laughs> yeah. this You've month. Got a lot going on. Yeah. Within this next month, within with, with in less than four weeks. So Crazy. Uh, I won't be trying new things. However, I I, the curiosity for me comes in kind of two things. So curiosity around other people, curious in, in terms of like, rather than judging someone for what they say at face value, my mm-hmm. curiosity is like, where does that come from? Like what motivated yeah. them to say it that way? Like getting curious that way, which kind of applies right. to so like like everyone in my life, everyone, mm-hmm. Because we are, you know, all creatures of our past and of our programming. And so that's part of it. But the other part is, I've now forgotten. I did a Kristen. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the first Kristen of 2022. Oh, I love that it wasn't me. Finally. Yeah. They can't mean it to Maddie now. Uh, <laughs> it has to yes. remain a Christian. Yes, it's a Maddie now. It's no. a Maddie now. Sucker. Sucker. <laughs> oh, that's I just remembered. So the other part of it is I have been, uh, probably since mid, mid last year, I have been uh, doing thought experiments or thinking of things mm. as thought experiments, which... I, so, and like a thought experiment is literally just like, let's brainstorm this thing. It's funny because I literally just said this to my husband, maybe an hour ago about one of the plans to do with our move. And I said, I, I want to, you know, do a thought experiment with you, but I don't want you to give me those. Like he does this furrowed brow where he's like, <laughs> how's that going to work? <laughs> and I'm like, let's take the judgment out of it. Yeah, <laughs> like, let's yeah. just let it be a thought experiment. And it's just like, let's just imagine that anything is possible and play mm-hmm. with this idea and see where it lands. It doesn't mean we're committing yeah. to it. It doesn't mean that it's even possible. It's just like, what if this was a thing? Yeah. So, and that can be to do with like plans or like your approach to something. Yeah. So they're kind of like the two different ways that. I'm looking at curiosity. Yeah. 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 I mm. love that. Cause I think that's so important. I think like for me, I kind of started this experiment early. I guess maybe I started it when we were supposed to be starting it last week when I was in quarantine because it was definitely challenging and it was challenging Mm. because it was also my husband that was in quarantine with me and he didn't really even want to go on the trip to begin with. Mm. And so we had originally booked for two weeks and we ended up staying three weeks. But at like day 10, he was like, okay, 10 days is plenty. Like, 14 days is way too much. And then we were there for another week on top of that (laughs) and in quarantine. And yeah, so he and I went through quite a bit of like figuring out like how to deal with it together individually, Mm. like 
whatever we hashed through some stuff it was super fun you guys being stuck in the room with someone that you're arguing with. i really recommend getting sex away due to COVID with your partner yeah it was awesome i was yeah. like there there might have been said a few times of like i wish that you had tested negative i would be fine being quarantining by myself like and just being responsible for it by myself and because i'm in control of my emotions yeah. and i can like then go through it like on my own but i felt very responsible for his reaction and mm. and for him being there like it was i really took on a lot um so just can i i just want to add to what yeah. you just said there and i want to i want to hear the rest of the story but mm. the taking on of other people's stuff mm. is so my story as well yeah and it's something that between us i would like us to like challenge us to get curious on that this month that's exactly because, it and that's what yeah. i ended up doing this week because i also Ooh. did it not just with him but mm-hmm. i did it with like my family who they had been there and they had gone home and some of my family lives in alberta where it was like minus 37 when they before wind chill when they got home so it was like minus 45 or something with the wind chill craziness and um they kept texting saying like oh you guys are so lucky you're in the still in the sunshine we wish we had stayed an extra week we wish you know like kind of making i i felt very much like i was in the position where i should have been grateful for like i should have felt sorry grateful i should have position i was in like why aren't you grateful you got covid i mean come yeah, on now it was a really <laughs> odd thing where i was like but we're trapped in this place where yes the sun is shining on us but we're stuck mm. in this thing we had all these partying people on our floor so like Aww. and we're stuck in the room we couldn't get away from them and like the food wasn't great we weren't in control of anything and like it kind of sucked like yeah. we didn't want to be there so it was hard for me to be like okay we'll try to be grateful because everybody else is telling you you should be mm. and then but then being you know angry that I was stuck and feeling like a lot of resentment from my husband for the situation we were in. like all yeah. of this stuff was wrapped up and I was like but none of this is how I feel about it mm. and so I kind of like actually and so I mean, like my, your feelings aren't getting any airtime it's just no, like not I'm all. gonna take on my husband's I'm gonna take on my family's and then yeah. yours is just like pushed to the wayside exactly mm. and so it was actually I mean my husband ended up being fine later like we had to just go through like that initial bit and then it was all yeah. good afterwards but and he was actually one that kind of told me like um that oh he was talking about a Jordan Peterson um thing that Jordan Peterson had said about um trying to be neutral about things like if you're Who's Jordan Peterson? Um, Jordan Peterson is this like Canadian um, professor guy who does oh. all these kind of speech things and yeah, speech things. like speaker. <laughs> he says a lot of stuff. He's quite, he can be quite controversial. He says words and, you know, he says yes. words and has ideas and other oh, stuff. Those people, up. yeah. Greg really is a big fan of his, and he has some good stuff to say. He's definitely he can be controversial and gets like people up in arms a little bit, but he he has right. a lot of like pretty cool stuff to say. Mm-hmm. But he had this thing where he talks about how um, like this guy had a piece of land and these uh, wild horse came onto it, and all of his neighbors were like, "Oh wow, that's awesome! The horse came like." you could take that horse and sell it and make money and blah, blah, like, isn't that great? And the guy's like, okay, it could be great. It could not be great. Like there's pros and cons to everything. And this guy, like all, he goes through this whole procedure of like 
and then the horse left and then everybody was like oh that's a bummer like trying to make him feel a certain way yeah and this guy just kept staying neutral the -hmm. whole time where he was like okay well because if he had gotten really excited about that horse being there then he would have been really disappointed when the horse left and then the horse came back with other horses and this it goes through this whole thing Mm -hmm. and the whole moral of it is basically like the way to enjoy life or to be able to get through life in the most with the most value or whatever was to remain neutral about the situations Mm. and not let those other people around you what society thinks you should feel and think about things like not let that affect yeah how you're viewing a situation I don't totally interesting I don't totally agree agree with like remaining neutral because for me I think like a lot of the joy from life comes from the ups and downs and the high points and the low points are necessary feeding on other people's energy and like Mm -hmm. yeah there's like they're necessary but I, I do think like in that moment I was like oh yeah, I need to just approach this situation that we're in this week mm. of quarantine as like, just let it be whatever it's going to be. Like, and, and it took away that, that fear of the uncertainty because I wasn't worried about it being negative or positive. I was just like, okay, cool. Like I'm here today. Let's watch another really crappy movie on like TV <laughs> with like really long Spanish commercials in between or whatever. Like, yeah, fine, let's do it. Let's take it as it comes. And it did mm-hmm. make it easier for me to just kind of be in the moment and, and not yeah. let what everybody else was saying or thinking or feeling affect how I was approaching the situation, you know? It's so interesting. So this is one of those things I wanted to like write, I didn't write down that I wanted to talk about with regards (laughs) to curiosity. I had this, and this, you know, really relates to what you were just saying. I had this thought, um, so I've recently like gone no contact with my mum, as I Mm -hmm. was mentioning to you before we started recording. Long story that I'm not going to go into because I just, (laughs) I'm bored with it. But basically I, sometimes I get these accusations when I'm in an argument with my family where the line is you made me insert whatever it is that Mm. they're feeling or whatever. (laughs) And I really got stuck on this word made because I Mm. felt like, can anyone make you feel anything like, and I say that because like something that I was taught through coaching was this idea of like, choice and that, you know, you have a choice as to how you feel. And I have since read some stuff that it's like, it's not that cut and dry because that Mm -hmm. does um, discount some certain things, which I can't remember what they are now, but I have just been thinking about, especially with like raising children, I I think about how do I teach them about their feelings and Mm -hmm. their choice and other people's influence over them. Do you know what I mean? Um, And just when you were talking about that stuff, I was, I, you know, I, ha- and I don't say this with judgment because this is a hundred percent where I'm at with my mm-hmm. life is it's like, you made me angry. You made me upset, sad, frustrated, you know, yep. like confused, whatever it is. Um, which I think is something that we've been taught to, to like, ju- like, because and we, were just, we were just talking about this earlier as well, this idea that like you and I were both kind of raised to be good kids. Like yep. we had to, we had to perform, we had to be perfect. Like there's this idea that, you know, like don't get in the way, don't say too much, like all that kind of thing. Follow the rules. Follow the rules, be a rule follower, like be an overachiever, like all of these things. And 
I feel like I, and something I'm really coming to contact in, into um, contact with in my life is like, I don't really know sometimes how to make decisions for myself. And mm-hmm. I go, because I'm in this habit and I'm in this learned behavior of having to seek more information from other people to help me feel okay about what it is I might organically right. be feeling. Yeah. If I'm even able to hear how I'm feeling, because I think mm-hmm. that's the struggle too, is that we have not learned how to yeah. hear our own responses, how to hear, like Rory often says to me, because it's something we try to say to each other, it's like, what does your gut tell you? And mm-hmm. I really, really struggle to answer that sometimes. Yeah. Like, but that's the whole thing know. with this, the whole point of this podcast too. It's like with self care, yeah. but it's, I think it's like with everything in life, like who are we and what makes us tick and what makes mm. us make the decisions that we're making, what makes us feel the emotions we're feeling. And I think that this, how to be curious experiment is so much that just allowing mm. ourselves to be in the moment and accept however it plays out, like try to not have those, those opinions formed earlier like those yeah. you know preconceived ideas of how it's gonna go the judgment mm. after the fact or before the fact of like how it should be or yeah. how so-and-so thinks it should be yes you know, and all that kind of stuff like try to just authentically be in that moment and mm. accept however it's going and like yeah and try out something different you know yeah. try it and and be okay with it failing or be okay with it going a different way because or I think that's all okay part of with being... other people having a certain reaction to you absolutely because that's all part of being curious is that like yeah. you don't know how they're going to react that's part of the curiosity is you don't know how yes. it's going to go you have no idea and you're trying something new which means you're going mm. to potentially get a new reaction which yeah. might not be the reaction you want like yeah. our learned behavior the way that we're acting is it's learned over all of these years based on reactions that we've gotten from our families and from our partners and from all these people and from society you know you and I have done a lot of traveling I mean obviously you live in a country that you didn't grow up in so you when you came to Canada or when you went to Mexico like you had to learn what was acceptable in those places, what society yeah. found deemed as acceptable. And then you made the decision, are you going to follow that or not? Right. Yeah. Like, so that's all that life is, is that we're always mm. trying to learn that and it guides our behavior. But what well, if we what went I... into a situation without any of that there to guide yeah. our behavior and we just tried to guide it ourselves. Right. Uh, yeah. And like, when you ask me that question, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Cause I, I've never done it. Like I, like it, it's so foreign. It would, it, like, yeah. it, but th- that's where it's like us learning through small, gradual, you know, intentional action that yeah. we're starting to hear the, hear our own voice and amplify our own voice. Yeah. And it's interesting you're saying it like, I love with when, you know, especially when we talk about like someone having a reaction that we're not expecting mm-hmm. to our new, our new way of being or like, yeah. and not even if it's like we're claiming it as being our new way of being, it's something we're testing out. Cause that's the yeah. other thing too, is I oh. feel like through the journey of curiosity, you are going to be challenged to understand that people a lot of the time aren't really comfortable with you testing out who you are. No. You know? Yeah. And I feel like by we, by us bringing our own curiosity to it, when we, when we receive those different or big reactions from mm-hmm. people, is if we're curious as to why they feel that way, yeah. I feel like, again, that instantly stops us from feeling like 
it's something wrong with me. Like I'm the one that this is, that's caused this or something. Because when we start getting curious about the other person, we have to dive into, but why do they feel that way? What about it has this this whole other side of things of, oh, okay, let's, let's look at that a little bit more. That we aren't involved with, like we're not a party to Mm -hmm. that. You know, yeah. like that's all to do with them. And it helps us to stop feeling like we are at fault or like we right. created this situation. Yeah. I do think it's interesting though, thinking about how people react. Um, I think it can be hard because when, when you're approaching something um, with curiosity or in an experimental way, right. It means that you're, you're taking on a certain amount of vulnerability yourself. Right. Yeah, and when you put yourself in that situation for other people, it makes it automatically makes them vulnerable to a degree mm-hmm. because they're so depending on accept or reject. That's exactly. The other thing exactly. Yeah. Cause if you think about it, like they're, they know from their learned behavior, how we are going to act and react generally yeah. based on our history together or whatever. Right. Mm. Like based on all the things we just mentioned, we, because we're a product of that, we're acting and reacting certain ways. And so I'm thinking about, say, my husband, where it's like, if I suddenly am curious and am experimenting in my behavior or doing like a thought experiment, like how you said, and all these things, and then all of a sudden it's like, it keeps him on his toes and he has to then be vulnerable himself because he has to react in a different way or act and react in a different way than what he's used to because we can't just fall into that same pattern. Mm. So... Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be interesting. It makes me kind of tired thinking about it now. <laughs> but, but it is it can be tiring, right? Because it's like it actually takes a lot of self control to remove that judgment. We are, and yeah. that's because we are so in the habit. Mm-hmm. We've been so conditioned to judge everything, and that's not even just society. That's like evolutionarily, we're like yeah judging a situation is it good, to see if it's safe, is it safe or, yeah. unsafe healthy not healthy you know exactly dangerous not dangerous exactly yeah, yeah. all of those things so like yeah. we are pre we're you know preconditioned to uh yeah. judge situations so to remove yeah. that it can be tiring because you yeah. have to catch every little judgment and because go, it's constant let it go let it go yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting it's <laughs> yeah i just had a conversation with my friend earlier today about how we tend to be the most judgmental with the people closest to us. So I think oh, also yeah. with ourselves, I mean, I judge myself harsher than anybody else. Me too. Um, and then with our partners or with our families, like it, the judgment is so strong. And then mm. there will be a perfect stranger on the street that I'll feel such empathy for and be like, oh, let's not judge them because we don't know what their story <laughs> is. And it's like, yeah. well, I don't really know what my story is totally either. So why am I okay judging myself for those things? Right. Like it's crazy um, yeah. to kind of like tie in a little bit of um, I, I want to share this because I was kind of proud of myself. Um, oh, over our our trip like so when we were in Mexico we went to all for dinner there were 11 of us so we went for this dinner and the food had kind of been crappy at this resort for a while so we're like okay we kept having to wait in line for all these places anyway it's a lot to organize with a lot of people and I'm not used to I'm not a huge people person to begin with um (laughs) I don't like doing things in big groups it just irritates me I'm like I don't have to wait for anybody let's just go (laughs) I just get really irritated (laughs) 
Yeah. So anyway, I was having a bit of a night, like a, a bit of a, a day already. And so we went to this place and it was a steakhouse and the steak, when it came, it was so fatty and so gross and not cooked. Oh. Like it was just gross. And I was so pissed off about it that I, and when I get angry, I get, I start crying. Cause I'm just, that's just how I react. And it's super embarrassing. But in that moment, I was like, okay, it, it's fine. And I could have just kind of like, you know, quelled it a bit and just been like, it's fine. I'll push through. But everybody kept asking me if it was okay. Like my husband, like my Ugh. niece, they were like, here, you can have some of my steak. I'm like, I'm not actually upset about a steak. Like I don't mm. actually care. It's just the thing that triggered just, me and yeah. pushed me kind of over the edge. I was already having an emotional day. It's just so, a catalyst. Yeah. It's just a catalyst. Exactly. So I ended up leaving. Like I, I was like, okay, well I could sit here and still like be like, really emotional and feel stupid for it because everybody's looking at me a certain way or I could just remove myself from the situation. So I removed myself from the situation, but I was so judgmental with myself. Mm. I was so mean to myself. Like the stuff I was saying in my head was so cruel. I was beating myself up so much because I was like, I've done so much work on myself and I've like through our podcast, like we've done all these experiments and I've grown so much. I thought I was stronger than this. Like, why how you am I not already? stronger? <laughs> yeah. Why am I not fixed yeah. already? Like, how could I let this trigger me and let myself get into this situation? Like I was mm. so hard on myself, like really beating myself up. Yeah. But then I had this moment and I remembered my word for the new year. Yeah. My tree. And I was like, I need to be friends with myself. Like if I was my friend, what would I say? Like, I would be like, okay, cool. You just had an emotional day. Let yourself cry. Obviously you needed to, you were feeling emotional. It's been a lot. You've been drinking a lot of alcohol. And I know that alcohol, because of the year that I've had, like it is a depressant, like, so it doesn't make me feel great. You know, a few days in, it really adds up and makes me feel very depressed and low Mm -hmm. emotionally. And I know that. So I was like, why would you, you, you kind of put yourself in the situation and then you attacked yourself for it. Like you beat Mm. yourself up about it instead of just being like, you know what, I'm just having a low day whatever let's go sleep it off it's gonna be fine you know instead I was making it I was being mean to myself to just make it even worse and like turning it into something bigger yeah so I used my word for the year and I was like no it's gonna be okay you just you have a little cry you needed it so just let yourself be upset let yourself have an evening go like back to the room have your alone time yeah don't have another drink tonight you know and it'll be fine tomorrow and it was fine the next day. For you. You know? Yeah. Do you know, it's interesting because like we've spoken quite a bit about the fact that your um go-to emotional response is to mm-hmm. cry. Yeah. Intentional or otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> Probably otherwise <laughs> most of the time. Usually um, otherwise. <laughs> yeah. And uh I know that you you often talk about it quite negatively, like mm. like oh yeah. so like because I know you've been conditioned that way. And I know like yeah. logically you're like, I shouldn't you know, dislike that yeah. about myself or I shouldn't judge myself. Uh, but it, I wanted to offer you this reframe because as you were saying it, I, I it came up. What if crying was a tool for you where it was like, mm. like, I'm going to, 
I'm going to have a cry because that's going to yeah. be the tool that fixes the, like that releases the gasket, yeah. that like releases the pressure yeah. and like crying and is your spanner. And that <laughs> was, yeah. And that's exactly how earlier in the day, because I was already feeling emotional. I was mm. like, I almost feel like I need to just go have a cry. Yeah. But I pushed through it at that point and I mm. probably... I didn't feel like I needed to cry. It's almost like I need that catalyst. Like I need that, like something to make it happen. But I did, I could feel it coming. Mm, Yeah. But the interesting thing for me, and it is, um, I agree with you in that I was very conditioned to see crying as negative, but I also think society in general, like the thing that I hate about being a crier is that everybody sees it. So yes. like, if I was like just really angry, I could hide that. And mm. it, conceivably, I could sit there and just be fuming inside and nobody would necessarily know about it. But yeah. crying, you can't hide it, especially because I'm an ugly crier. I wish I was like this delicate, like, oh, a tear, wipe a tear <laughs> away and you're fine. Oh, what a, what a release. No. Yeah, it's like red face. There's snot yeah. everywhere. Like, it's not pretty. Me too. I feel you. You know, so it's like, oh, I wish I could just hide it so that. Yeah. I could just feel it for myself because it was mm. interesting. Like after that evening, I was so concerned about my family thinking that I was actually crying over a steak, not being cooked properly. Yeah. I was so concerned about it. And it made me like, I sat outside of the restaurant for a while, like kind of on my own mm. before I went back to the room. Cause I was like, I, maybe I should wait and tell them that like, what's actually going on that it's not really like I was so concerned about proving to them that it's not really about something petty it's something it's more you know yes highly sensitive like explaining the whole thing to them and I got to that point where I was like I don't owe anybody an explanation who cares what they think the purpose that like the reason for it was like it doesn't actually matter but also like as someone who loves steak and if I was like really looking forward to my steak (laughs) and if it was not good like I was so looking forward to it It it. yeah to cry. I'm like, this steak is terrible. I'm so upset. I have so many hopes and dreams pinned on the steak. It's interesting though, because the next day I said to, it was mainly my sister-in-law actually that I was worried about her judging me for some reason, which is weird. I don't know why, but um, I kind of, I made an offhand comment where I was like, yeah, like I wasn't crying about a steak. Like that's not the thing and she's like oh no of course like nobody thinks that you were and I was like oh okay cool yeah she was like no my brother was off that day too my Uh, my niece was not feel like everybody was kind of having an emotional day it was like four or five days into the trip so we'd all been drinking and it had been a lot of like social interaction Mexico retrograde (laughs) exactly and it was so interesting to hear that where I was like I was beating myself up so much thinking I'm the one who can't handle this out of our yeah. group of people. Meanwhile, almost every single other person was also dealing with this like emotional day. Like we had all kind of had an emotional day, but everybody showed it differently and dealt with it differently. But because I was the only one that showed it outwardly in a public setting, I was the, I felt like I was the only one that was dealing with any of it. So it was really interesting yeah. to hear about it after the fact. I'm like, oh, everybody was feeling emotional that day. Okay. But you know, it's interesting too, because I think in the fact that your sister-in-law made that comment, to me, what I hear is 
like you helped us realize everyone was feeling it. Like, yeah, like it, yeah. because it, everyone does feel like an isolated incident until mm-hmm. it starts to be shared, whether it's being right. shared unintentionally through the tears, we didn't want to fall at the table over a steak or mm-hmm. they were talking at a table and like saying, Oh yeah, I've had a hard day. Like, yeah it just helps us to feel not alone and for them to yeah. be like, Oh yeah, everyone's a bit off today. But yeah. maybe if they hadn't seen you like have your That's true. reaction, we never would have happened. had that conversation. Yeah. You know? And other people might've been like stomping around going, why do I feel so angry? And it's like, yeah. Oh, everyone's a little bit like Mexicoed out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're in a yeah. Mexicoma. <laughs> I love that line from, from uh, <laughs> sex in the city. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah. It was just interesting. That is a good point though, that, that that conversation needed to happen because otherwise yes. everything is hidden. Well, you know? that's what I think like, and I don't want to um, diminish how you feel about, mm. you know, crying and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's legitimate. I just want to offer another way of looking at it is that um, you are helping to model that it's okay to have emotions. Yeah. You know, that's true. like, and that doesn't mean it's pleasant to go through or that you want to do it. Yeah. But you were also modeling, oh, everyone's, you know, Kristen's also feeling a bit off. I was feeling a bit yeah. off today too. I wonder if more people are like, yeah. it helps open up their yeah. curiosity, you know, yeah, potentially true. not always. Yeah. It might offer just judgment, but yeah. yeah. I was surprised though, that it wasn't, there wasn't that judgment there. So yeah. it was interesting for me where I'm like, okay, cool. Like maybe because I'm a bit more accepting of my own stuff that, that I think, I wonder if past judgment was more um like my my perception of how I was going to be judged that I was projecting onto them yeah or if it was actual true legitimate judgment that I was receiving from my family for example or friends or whatever given what you've told me about your past I'm sure there's a level of um there's always been a level of real judgment for sure but I wonder if the if if it was always as bad as what I perceived in my mind, Ah, you know, good curiosity, good curiosity to bring there. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. You know, I always feel, (laughs) I was just thinking, you know how we, I feel like through the course of this podcast, we've like said, Oh, we need to have like a sound effect for this thing or whatever. (laughs) I feel like every time we, try like every time either one of us points out a different bit of evidence that we could gather to like, prove the opposite of what we already feel yeah. we need to have something we say to each other where it's like I was thinking it's like um if you were like Sherlock Holmes or something and it's like we could say Watson <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like it's like evidence <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh yeah okay we can, we can say think Watson? about it. Let's well, I was like, it. that could be, I was thinking about the, the boat, the ship and like having <gasps> a treasure ship. map and oh it's gosh. like cartographer okay. and it's like, come and like yeah. record this new thing on the map or something. I don't know. We need to come up with something okay. that needs to be catchy. But, okay. um, I feel yeah, like maybe it should be pirate themed because of the tall ship. Because of the tall ship. It does feel, it does feel appropriate. Yeah. Um, maybe a yar. Yeah. <laughs> we just say yar. <laughs> <laughs> or what do they say? I, I, no. Aye, aye, Captain. Aye, aye, Captain. Yeah. Yeah. Or matey. Or matey. Yeah, yeah. How do they call each other? <laughs> they do, call do each pirates other. call each other? <laughs> just like the way you said it. Matey. <laughs> this is like the matey. most painful brainstorming <laughs> session. Uh, matey. Oh, my gosh. Matey. Hey, matey. <laughs> we sound like a real pirate. Or maybe we could say like shiver me timbers. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> should we change this whole podcast to be pirate themed probably probably imagine we should have weird. a podcast that, would that be comes a weird out like- pivot <laughs> <laughs> what what do you mean you can't draw the line the parallel between the two we should have a podcast that comes out on talk like a pirate day and then oh we like gosh. do the whole podcast is like talking like pirate mind you having it done so maybe bad. like seven phrases now i'm already like exhausted <laughs> like speaking like a pirate it'd be like a two minute episode we just yeah, say yar. all the things we just said already yar Bye. and then one of us would have a parrot that would talk <laughs> And, we, and then we end by going bye <laughs> that was really good that was the best pirate thing no, i can't bye. do anymore i'm exhausted <laughs> my throat i can't handle this strain maybe i think uh, this is the pirate episode i think yeah i think so i'm not cut out for the high seas apparently <laughs> Well, you better practice because we're going to get that tall ship. It's tall ship, yeah. Yeah. Well, so can I give you an update on um, our move? So we, I put an application on a house today that is like furnished, so we can like move straight in. And amazing, um, it's like maybe a five minute walk to the beach. (gasps) It's like a fifteen minute walk to this water park. This is why I thought of it because I think the water park has like. A ship. You're welcome to visit. Um, <laughs> what? I'm curious. Why do you hate me? <laughs> Please explain. Please explain. Explain yourself. Um, but yeah, like I'm just like I feel so excited about mm. having that lifestyle again. Yeah. And I like, think it's I think be this so is a legitimate nice space to build girls. a strong Like, yeah, it'll just make life that little bit easier in a way. Like just more yeah. enjoyable where it's like, it's not so hard to like mm. be like, we're going to the beach for an hour or whatever. Let's go walk on the beach. Yeah. The weather will be nice. Well, and I like, so here's where my curiosity comes into it is I have had a history being the person that like is very living in the future mm-hmm. where I'm like, it's very grass is greener, you know, right. like I'm going to get there and then I'll be happy. And then I'll yeah. be and yeah. not even happy. I often look at like when I've been in situations like this before and I'm definitely feeling it now. It's like euphoria. Like it's just going to yeah. be Nirvana yeah. when I get there. Like, it's just going to, I'm not even going to know myself. I'm going to be a different human being. Like it's just going to be, <laughs> you know, like I just get yep. so romantic about the idea in my mm-hmm. mind. Um, and I'm very conscious that I'm doing that and I want to fight, like strike this balance between excitement and like not setting my expectations so high that I can't meet them, you know? Yeah. And I think kind of that speaks even to like the perfection thing again. It's like, I'm trying to curate the perfect, uh, life situation, you know, like lifestyle when I should be letting it be what it's going to be like, yeah. like being open, not having so many expectations. I because I should like, that's where I would like to get to. Yeah. Because I think that expectations are like another word in a way for judgment of yeah, oh, yeah they are how yeah, the yeah. future is going to be right. Like yeah. you've got and it so set in your mind. Yeah. And it's mm. like, okay, well something equally good can happen, but because it doesn't fit into that, ex- that specific expectation. Yeah you're not going to see it in the the way that it needs to be seen. Right. Like That's it. Well, I used to say like, if you don't have expectations on situations, you have more opportunity to be pleasantly surprised. Absolutely. And you also, if you had zero expectations, which we are human beings with histories and whatever, so perhaps yeah. that's not so possible, but in an ideal world where they, you could just remove expectation, 
you're never disappointed. Yeah. Because you weren't expecting anything. That was a big one for me uh, quite a few years ago because I used to get my hopes so high for different Mm. situations and things. I would like, and I would always be disappointed. I almost Mm. always was disappointed because my hope, nothing can compare to what I have a pretty strong imagination. Like nothing (laughs) can compare to like what I'm dreaming up. It's just not realistic. If you could live in my mind. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? Like it's, it was so I, I really made a concerted effort in my life to not get my expectations, like to have zero expectations for things. Cause the mm. things that I went into not knowing, like even something as simple as like going to see a movie and I had no idea what it was about or like mm. I had no expectations of it being good or whatever. I just went because a friend of mine was like, let's go to this movie. Okay, cool. And it's like the most mind blowing best thing I've ever seen. But I go to a movie that I was really excited for and then I'm disappointed in it. Right. Yeah. Something it's funny. so simple, but the movie thing comes up a lot for me where <laughs> I've almost now stopped watching um, previews. Like, mm, yeah, I mean, I haven't really been to a cinema in a long time to be had them forced on me. Mind you, I mm-hmm. do love the previews at the beginning of a cinema movie. I do love those. Yeah. I don't seek them out on like YouTube. Like right. my husband sometimes gets into a thing where he like loves to watch, like have it like I have an afternoon of previews. Where it's just, I like, used to do that watching. all the time. Yeah. yeah. Just like watching yeah. all the upcoming previews. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, especially if there's a movie I'm excited about just because of like the actors that are in it or mm-hmm. like uh, a movie that just came out. Uh, I think we rented it over the holiday period was June, D-U-N-E. Oh, yeah. And D-U-N, June, the month. I was like, June? (laughs) I've never heard of that. (laughs) Sounds amazing. Tell me nothing about it so I have no expectations. I need no expectations. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, I knew that it was a remake. I knew that, Mm -hmm. like, had a loose idea about, like, what it was about. But I actually didn't, like, go and watch any previews because I was like, yeah. no, I just want to be surprised by the entire plot line. Like, I just yeah. want to go in and have, you know, unfiltered enjoyment yeah. of the whole thing, which is interesting in contrast to, I feel like I've been really wanting to talk to you about this and we haven't yet, I don't think, is the new and just like that series that's the remake of Sex and the City. Have uh, you watched any of it yet? No. Were you a Sex and the City person? I no. thought that you were. Oh, you weren't? No. Okay. I well, hate this is this Sarah went in Jessica a really Parker. bad direction. Wow. <laughs> 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 I hate Sarah Jessica Parker with yeah? like a real passion. She just irritates the crap out of me. Yeah. And I've tried to watch Sex in the City a few times and I can't, couldn't do it. I can't even get through a full what was that? It was a horn. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get a, through a full episode of Sex in the go. City. Interesting. I see. I I didn't watch it until uh, like it was completely finished, and I just mm-hmm. binged it and have watched it. A I was couple hoping times now. I could binge it, and yeah, I just couldn't do it. Fan. I don't know why. It's interesting. It's so funny you say like you hate just <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker. I grew up with my mum hating Julia Roberts, like hating. Oh really? Her. Oh yeah. no. To the point where, and this is it's kind of like very in line with what we've been talking about. I just took on. Oh well, if my mum hates it, like I must hate it too. Yeah. yeah. And I I remember finishing high school and going and watching movies that mum had like been like, oh, that's trash. And I watched it and I was like, it's not trash. I'm confused. Like, yeah. why, like what, I, mum, you swore that this is a terrible movie. But I, and then yeah, I was like, like, when I, trusted I kind of, you. <laughs> yeah, I, thought yeah. I clicked that we have different opinions. Like mm. we can have different opinions and that's yeah, okay. Yeah. 
But I remember like she so hated Julia Roberts and I actually really like Julia Roberts. Like I don't yeah. have any strong opinions for or against her. I'm just like, oh, I think her movies are good and I think she yeah. does well in them. Erin yeah. Brockovich is probably one of my top favourite movies. That's such a good movie. Yeah. I mean, I just love the story more than yeah. anything. Um, but no, so to go back to Sex and the City, so the new uh, remake of the C- series without Samantha and just like that is what right. it's called. Okay, yeah. Just came out and it's so interesting to observe going in with so many expectations to that mm, show because yeah. I have the whole series right. plus two movies to kind of like bring, like, you know, set you my expectations. You have things that you want to have happen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so like in some respects, I feel like a show like that just can't win because no, it's, it's there's such a narrow, narrow, if it even exists. But window. that's what they say about any kind of sequels or anything. Yeah. Usually they say like, it's, you have to do it really well. Like you yeah. have to be, because it's hard. People have expectations then. Well, and especially yeah. in this day and age, like I remember um, Ricky Gervais of the office, uh, Ricky Gervais, no, um, Steve Carell of the office mm-hmm. saying he's not interested in doing the office again because it would not work in this day and age. Like yeah. just it, with the way social justice has come forward and like There's no way the lack of work. sex, like sexism being challenged yeah. too. You can't do what happened in the series of the office. You can't have that Office. kind of comedy. No, no. you can't. And you he's can't. really aware of that. Yeah. And I, I think in some respects, like the end, just like that show is trying too hard because there's a lot uh, of politically incorrect shit that happened in the show before. And now they're yeah. trying to make up for it and like be woke. Right. And I'm like, mm, and you're like, no, I don't I think this is that. landing. No. That element. But also they couldn't have had it without it. Like it's this, I feel like this is not real life anymore. Not that it was ever real life, but you know what I mean? Like it's just, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this, this all of a sudden also became a um, television critique. Yes. And (laughs) on that note, have you watched Don't Look Up on Netflix? Yes, I have. (laughs) I want to know what you think first. (laughs) I loved it. And that was one that I had no expectations because I didn't know anything about it. Neither did I. And Greg downloaded it when we were in quarantine. He's like, okay, I'm going to like, he got all excited. He's like, okay, we're going to watch movies. I'm going to pick one for you. And I was like, okay. But uh, all that I had seen was like a couple like clickbait kind of articles of people being really mad about it and hating it and hating the ending. And I was like, okay, this is going to be a doozy, you know, whatever. Like I, but Mm -hmm. I had no concept of what it was about at all. Right. Like at all. And yeah. I loved it. We really, both really liked it. See, I uh, had I, I think I maybe saw the Netflix um, commercial for it, like the, like, okay, you know, when, yeah. you, when you're yeah. hovering over it and it just plays. Yeah. I think I'd seen that much. I hadn't, I hadn't, I think I watched it maybe in the first day or two that it was out. So I hadn't seen any articles come out about it. Mm-hmm. And no one had like been, like, I've since seen so many like, you know, Instagram posts and stories yeah, and yeah. things about it. Yeah. But um, I don't know how I feel about it. I think like in some <laughs> respects it was really well done. And in other, in another way, it was just like gut wrenching to be like, mm. that is not that far from real. <laughs> like, but that's why I loved it. I think that's right. what I really liked about it. Cause I was like, that was actually a really clever way of showing like, yeah. hey, morons, this is what how humans are acting right yes. now with this like fictitious situation, mm. but like apply it to real life. Like it was so satirical that but I, yes. I love that kind of humor and that kind of like pointing out how flawed humans are. Yes. I really and enjoy that when they it's done in a good way. 
Yeah. And I totally agree. I thought it was yeah. very well done in that respect. It's just yeah. more the, like the feeling I was left with at the end was like emptiness. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's uh, pretty depressing. Well, and also to be like, was it satire or was it just mm. like based on a true story where we look at like Trump's reign? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It was but. so interesting to me that, um, so my husband is, he's older than me and he comes from a very traditional, um, background and mm-hmm. family and very much like um we clash a lot on like like I'm a feminist but we clash a lot on like male female roles and ideas and that oh, type interesting. of thing yeah 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 and I'm trying to say this in a very diplomatic way of like <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, I, I noticed <laughs> yeah it was <laughs> it was interesting to me that his one of his first comments after we watched that movie was that he was really annoyed that they made the president female. Interesting. Because he's like, that's not really fair to women that they made, it was like a female president that was stupid and so Trump-like. They should have just made it a man because that's that's more realistic. And I was like, oh, you're actually kind of defending women there. And I'm like, I don't think, I think if they made it a man, it would be too obvious that it was Trump, right? Like it would be, yeah. it would just be exactly see- obvious. I have a different point of view because something that I remember, you know, Reese Witherspoon has her um, production company. So she made like, right. I think she, does she have a hand in like Big Little Lies and like Wild and like a lot of things she's been Probably, in, she like yeah. found the scripts and like turned them into stuff. Yeah. One of them was Gone Girl was she was oh, really, okay, um, yeah. I think that was her um, adaptation through her production company. Okay. And um, one of the things that she really promotes through her business is that she wants to see women have more diversity in the roles that they're Mm -hmm. given. And so it's not about women always being portrayed as being the positive like hero. It's like you can also be the um, protagonist, yeah. and, which is the case with Gone Girl. Like yeah. that character for a woman to be able to play is so complex when so many roles are so ditzy and like, yeah. like one note. And so I think um, with regards to Meryl Streep being in that role, I actually think, yeah, a woman can be. Uh, I liked like, that it was uh, a woman. Yeah. Like she can be yeah. a um, terrible human being too. Like it's, I just you know, liked that. Like for me, I viewed it very much because I thought when it very first started, I thought that that was um, what I would think too, where I would be like, oh, of course they're making like the woman be right. terrible character yeah but as the movie went on i was like no i kind of like that it's a woman because it's it the, the character is the character like the character yes. is the bad one it doesn't yes. actually matter what gender it is whoever it is whatever gender you are if you're behaving that way you're terrible yeah. you're a terrible human being yeah you well, know like too, so like, i really liked that it kind of equalized it a little bit in a way i, I agree and like it I think too, part of the feminist movement is also like challenging gender roles. So it's like, she was a mother who had no regard for her child. Like she doesn't give a shit about him. (laughs) And like, you know, she just, she's not empathetic and she's not, she's not all these things that women are told they have to be, you know, and yet she rose to power and she is in this. And I know know, a lot of women that are exactly like her that, you know, are much more focused on, where they're going you know they're not yes. empathetic and they're 
they're just exactly like that. Exactly. Like, it is possible for women to be that way. Yeah. We're not it, all delicate I mean, flowers. <laughs> no. And like, even I don't think Hillary Clinton is a delicate flower, but something no. I read about her was a big, and I might feel like I've talked about this in the podcast before, but one of the big reasons um, that some political scientists have determined as being why she didn't have more success mm. um, in her election was because uh, she is not a loud macho man in so much as when she's in a room, mm, yeah. she's a listener. Mm-hmm. And so she's actually very engaged and has a very good sense of like what people want. Cause she listens and she mm-hmm. does the research, but because she's not dominating the conversation mm-hmm. as frequently, I think she's, she's still a leader. She still can, but she's not doing it as frequently as the men mm-hmm. in the political sphere. That is something that as a, like, the American public mm-hmm. are not used to, or even like, that. no, I think it's also because she didn't dominate. She didn't dominate any situation that she was in, in any way. Yeah. So visually and physically she didn't yes. dominate either. If yeah. she had been some blonde bombshell who was a listener and quiet and smart, Six it would have been yeah. a very different situation because yeah. people would have looked at her when she walked into the room. Yes. You know, and yeah. as much as I don't want to believe that that, that that would get her elected, I, yeah. the reality of the situation is different. Yes. You know, because Which she, I think also speaks to Meryl Streep's character, right? Exactly. Is that like she was being portrayed yeah. as being like kind of the Midwest, mm-hmm. like big hair, like, yeah. you know, likable by that base. Let's yeah. be real. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm. No, I really like that movie. I think it was good. Interesting. Yeah, no, I, I yeah. think it was well done. I just, it's, it definitely has a very, I think I told you about this before. I have a uh, rewatch quotient. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. It has a low rewatch quotient. <laughs> I don't even know if it gets on the board. <laughs> I don't know if I would rewatch it either because I think I like, it was like, okay, cool. I getting the point of it and like, you yeah. know, seeing it that for that first big, you know, reaction, like, it achieved its goal. It was like the sixth sense, mm. sense right? Like watching the sixth sense. That. You've never seen the sixth sense? No, I haven't. I think it was came out when I was, I think I wasn't allowed to watch it. Oh, you're so much younger like, than me. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because I probably was like nine or 10. So you must have been like over okay. MA. You must have yeah. been over 15. Like yeah, you could yeah. have watched it. My mum was pretty strict with me yeah. of not watching MA movies. Cut to my eight year younger brother who was watching R rated movies at like uh. eight. <laughs> Oh goodness! Parents to be the eldest, a while. yeah. <laughs> See, I was the youngest, so I was given up on, and I was yeah, my sister's go. always like, "You never had any rules." I'm like, "Yeah, well, on the flip side, nobody give, gave a crap what I did, like, yeah, good yeah. or bad." So that's it, you know. Ah, oh, it's a tough okay. one, but yeah. So I haven't seen it, but I'll have to put it on my list to watch. Is like there's all these like cult classics that are not even cult classics, but just like movies of that era that I've never seen. Oh, it's so good. You mm, have to watch okay. it. Do okay, it. I will. Do it now. Do it. We'll oh. wait. No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll wait. <laughs> and then it turned into Maddie's commentary on the yeah, sixth sense. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine? <laughs> uh, if we thought the pirate talk was painful, you guys, the movie you watching wait. would be a whole new level. <laughs> Don't worry. It'll be in the deleted scenes, extended episodes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For our Patreon supporters. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Ah, oh, so hilarious. Oh my gosh. So, what are you doing this week then in terms of like, do you have like things you want to 
try you said you're gonna like be curious and try new things yeah so something that I was kind of like when I originally when we kind of originally picked this thing I was like hmm I really want to there's been a lot recently um of Buddhist things that have kind of like stood out to me Mm -hmm. as I've been learning more about myself and kind of you know putting myself out there in the world in certain ways um they kind of struck me a little bit, like including my word for the year. Um, Mm. That's kind of where I got it from. So I was like, "Mm, I really want to learn. And I was talking to a friend of mine about Buddhism and wanting to learn more about it and kind of delve into it. I generally steer clear of just any kind of religions because I think everything is corrupt and humans are terrible. Interestingly, I've never felt that about Buddhism. But I've learned about it when I was in university. I did a women in religion course. Yeah. And Buddhism is probably one of the better religions towards women, but even right. that one started. Like, it didn't start out being negative towards women, but it became kind of right. corrupted in that way. And it, interesting, everything changes. I think human beings just kind of wreck everything. And I've never been a fan of organized religion in any way. So yeah. I've always I th- that's my judgment going into everything. So yeah, for me, I had this judgment towards any kind of religion. And then when I kept seeing stuff, I was like, oh, I relate to that Buddhist quote mm. or that whatever that concept. And but I never previously allowed myself to delve into it further because I had this mm. negative association with any kind of religion. And I had this idea that, no, no, I'll be fine without it. So I, I kind of want to push myself to actually learn about it in a proper way like Mm. not I don't need to go like full force but I think like for me that curiosity is like okay well so I like that so I'm going to actually try to learn about it you know and go into it a little bit more and then yeah so my friend that I was talking to she's like oh yeah I wanted to learn about Buddhism and I'm like okay cool well I'll kind of learn about it and she really wants to learn about like foraging and stuff and I really want to learn about that so I was like I'll learn about Buddhism and I'll teach you and then you learn about foraging like she has this book that she's going to read and then she'll teach me about that so not what I like about that that too is that as an obliger that really worked for you because you've got someone you're accountable to like someone who's relying on you that's awesome and you know I think take what you want leave the rest you know exactly. like if you, you don't have to claim that you're a buddhist yeah. <laughs> like to still enjoy the buddhist teachings like, exactly yeah. that's the thing and i think like that to me that idea of like being able to take whatever i want from it yeah. is really nice it's freeing where it's like okay cool yes. because i always i always kind of put that wall up where i'm like mm, okay i'll kind of like know about something a little bit so i can speak to mm. it you know but i'll i won't I always keep this clear distinction between Mm. like, I never like you, you're always like, Oh, I read this book about this. And I read this, like you like jump in both feet to things and you'll actually know about this. Oh (laughs) (laughs) no. But I think like, for me, I definitely could hand, I could handle being more like you in that way where it's like, okay, cool. Like, because Mm. I think a lot of that comes from me holding myself back and not allowing myself to, to get to that next level of curiosity or to take, uh, to strip away a bit more of that judgment and allow myself to be a part of it a bit more, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's interesting because I, I feel, I, it, it surprises me to hear you say that about me <laughs> because I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like I don't, mostly because I felt for a long time I have been on a real um, information 
uh, fast. Like I haven't oh, okay. really, I yeah. haven't been like for really a couple of years now. Like I went through such a period before I left Australia of like intensely listening to podcasts, intensely reading books, all, all of them to do with like starting a business. Mm-hmm. And I think I've also like drawn this line between to read, I'd have to make it productive and therefore it has to be about business or, mm. or to better yeah. myself. Like I would never read a novel apparently right. like, yeah. you know, I have, <laughs> and I enjoyed it. Like, I don't know why I wouldn't do that, but mm-hmm. in my mind that that's the judgment I place on it straight away. Um, but I think something that has really kept me away from reading nonfiction has been this, uh, fear of being challenged in the beliefs that I have and feeling like I'm not doing something or Mm -hmm. feeling like I'm not enough or I'm failing or any of that kind of stuff. And I think into what you just said there, something I would like to bring, because there have been a couple of books recently that I started wanting to read, um, that are really just for my own betterment, like my Mm -hmm. own, like, uh, healing like childhood wounds and traumas and things. Yeah. So not even something I can monetize, which often is like the catalyst of makes me do something. Yeah. Um, I think what I need to go in to those experiences with is this like letting it be rather than like judging harshly someone's teaching as being like, mm-hmm. Oh, that's not for me. Like, Oh, how ridiculous. It's being like, cool. Not for me. Like, just taking yeah. the charge out of it. Like I feel yeah. like I get so like all or nothing about it yeah. that I can't just be, uh, to your point, neutral. We're coming back to that yeah. neutral idea, right? Yep. Yeah. It's like take the judgment like out, right? Where it's like, yes. okay, let's just take it for what it is and experiment. Yeah. And, you know, I think too, when you talk about, you know, the stuff that you've done and it's mainly been around business, you know, yeah. where you need to feel like it's something productive. I kind of do the same thing, but I... I think that I do like the opposite way for me. Mm. I'll easily read a novel or like watch some like random movie or TV show or whatever, but I've, Mm -hmm. I've really, um, I've never really spent a lot of time or energy doing things that actually are constructively moving me towards, um, betterment, like in Mm. my, life or in my business or in any of those ways, like teaching me something. Mm. I think because when I was a kid, my dad was like, a he was big into self-help and big into like um, Tony Robbins, like mm. that type of self-help and that, um, uh, that how to win friends and influence people. Yes. Yeah. Book. I've never read that book. And it, I've because never read it the either. title to this is, the title is so offensive to it's me. It's so offensive. Thank it's you. So like- it is so ter- <laughs> My brother's reading it right now. Yeah. I think it is supposed to be like one of the best books it's of its genre. To be, and fair enough. Whatever. Yeah. Might have great points in there. You cannot <laughs> tell me that it is an okay thing to systematically and manipula- manipulatively. Is that a word? Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, Whatever. You, you nailed it. Yeah. Try. <laughs> <laughs> you don't win friends. Like, Mm. I'm sorry. Like you can say whatever you want about whatever business dealings and negotiations and influencing people. Fine. I guess if you want, but like, well, see, I have a big problem with influencing too, because it's like, it's to suggest that the other person doesn't have agency. Like, 
you know, they have to be stripped of their agency for them to be friends with you. Like all it is, is about how to manipulate people and how to get Mm. them to do the things that you want instead of realizing exactly what you just said, that, that other people, they're human beings. They're part of this too. Have you tried just making a friend and connecting with somebody? Like how, Mm. how about how to make a connection with somebody? Nobody cares about that because that doesn't make you any money. Yes. Oh, it, so my dad was big into that stuff when I was younger and it mm. always pissed me off where I was like, that's your problem in life. That's why he and I don't have a relationship because he views people as something that you can win and you can influence. There is no winning yeah. and losing in relationships. That's not how life works. That's not how love works. That's not like yeah. how friendships work. You don't yeah. win or lose. I'm sorry. If you're viewing it that way, then I don't want to be around you. <laughs> like it's so interesting because, like, I remember. But so my sister and I both um, had children the same year, like the, our first child, and both both of our two children ended up being born in the same years as each other. So we're raising them at the same time, and I got word back that she said to my niece, her daughter, that you're either the bullied or the bully, and oh. you got to choose. Oh, and I was like. What the fuck? I feel like there are more than more two choices. categories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's why we have more options in life. Sorry, kid. Like, or we could just like not be a part of bullying at all. Like, yeah. what, there are exactly, that's exactly what I felt. Like, there are more choices here. And to your point, there about like if you're winning and losing, it's it's a binary. You can't. Yeah. You have to be one or the other. Like. Yeah. It's so destructive because there are so many other options. Like. Yeah. Because it's a, it is, you're looking at life in black and white, all or nothing. If you're not with us, you're against us. Like that's not how life works. That might be how. Unfortunately it is in a lot of ways, but it's not how we would like it to work. I know. Yeah. Really. Right. I mean, I, like I get it. If you're talking about business dealings or whatever, or negotiating. Yeah. It's a game. Yeah. You have to talk a certain way to get certain results, whatever. Fine. Like See, I even but, think that uh, is like old school consumerism. It is. And, uh, that's been challenged a lot more these days. Mm-hmm. Like I, I want to try and like not do business in those ways. That's what I've been taught. I find it uh, like, I was just thinking when you were talking about that specific book, I bringing my curiosity to the table am mm-hmm. interested in reading it to know what the signs are because part of it is yeah. I've never read it and I probably have been taught through other means mm-hmm. like people's regurgitated versions of the book. Yeah. But I I haven't understood where it came from and there, so therefore I can't yeah. identify where people are trying to influence me as well as I probably could have if I'd read more text on it. Does that make sense? Right. Totally. But it's not enjoyable reading. Yeah. And I find that because I'm all or nothing, I go in feeling like I, I'm, I have this incredible thing where I like implicitly trust someone who's written something. Like oh, really? especially a book. I go mm-hmm. in thinking like it's all gospel that's kind of my conditioning mm. and where yeah, like they like, really must know it if they've written yes. a book about it. Mm-hmm. Well, and like the first time someone told me about the, like, take what you want and leave the rest. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm allowed to do that. Yeah. Like, you, huh? Is that allowed? <laughs> Why am I getting in trouble? Like when yeah. the book police like rock I think up that's and something then- <laughs> for me in university when they were teaching us to write, like how to write a paper and how to write things and that you have to know how to argue anything. 
Mm, yeah. So we were given assignments where we specifically had to write about something that we didn't believe in and you have to find yeah. the research to, to support it and write it anyway. That for me was that moment where I lost uh, it, the written word kind of lost its power for me because ah. I was like, oh, so it really is just whatever the whoever's writing it, however yes. they want to portray it. If they're really good at writing and they're really good at arguing something, you can you can make anything truth. You can make anything yes. a fact, really, mm. if you say it in a certain way and if you find yes. something to back it up. And sometimes even if you don't find anything to back it up, like yeah. you can make anything a fact. So True. that for me was kind of like, oh, okay. But definitely like, I mean, I think there is a certain different levels of authority and different levels of, yeah. you know. Yeah. Cause that's the thing I struggle with is like, for instance, if I went in to read Donald Trump's book, mm-hmm. I'm going to go in with a pretty, you know, a bit of a bias, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like oh, to be like, sure. this is obviously all bullshit. I'm just going to read it to see how much bullshit it is. Yeah. It is. But it's more like, when there's someone I respect who's written a book and then it's like, I just believe everything that's in it. And so when I don't agree with something, I still believe it, but I don't agree with it. And I end up with this like dissonance happening Uh, in my body where I feel like something's wrong with me because I can't accept that teaching and therefore Mm. I must be the problem because I've just made it so black and white for myself that what they've written is true and and they are an upstanding person. I've made all these judgments about who they are that I'm the only, I'm the outlier here. Like I'm the thing. Right. And it's only like, I, and I, I have not practiced enough at it to kind of like read something right. and just, just like, again, this is kind of coming back to, we started the conversation with is like letting my gut guide me in terms yeah. of like, do I believe this? Like even just asking that yeah. question when I read something, like, does that feel true for me? Like, yes yeah. or no. And letting it be okay either way. Ah. Oh. Yeah, that's a good point. Man, I could talk about this for forever. <laughs> I feel like our <laughs> big too. our big challenge is we're both going to have to win or win win friends and influence. <laughs> we're both going to have to win friends and influence people. Yes. yes. <laughs> Let's get to it. Yeah. I feel like we're going to have to read that. I do think like that is where my block of like wanting to learn about things and really like actually read the things, you know, and learn mm. about it. That's where my block comes from because my dad always did it and he wanted to force, he tried to force us to do a lot of that stuff when we were younger and listen to it. And there was a lot of judgment wrapped up in it. And he looked down on us if we weren't into it. Like Mm. there was a lot of, of that there. And I avoided in my life, I've avoided a lot of things because it, because my dad liked it, you know? Oh, it's so funny you say that because I'm having this, like, I've decided to take a break from my mom and she mentioned to me in one of our um, last conversations that she'd started watching Emily in Paris. And (laughs) I I watched the first season independent of her, not unbeknownst to her, like last year when it came out and intended on watching the second season, but she mentioned it. And so then I was starting to watch the second season being like, oh, my mom's watching this. (laughs) And because I'm not like liking my mom very much right now, I was like, Oh my god! I don't want to watch this. My mum's watching this. Like, oh. <laughs> it's, isn't that stupid? Like, it's so stupid. Like, it yeah. has nothing to do with her. But you know, I can't yeah. like something that she likes. Like, far <laughs> uh, out. Man, we've got a lot of work to do with this being curious thing. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> what oh, have yeah, we done yeah. to us? I thought this would be like a fun, lighthearted, like way to start the year. And I'm like, uh, oh my gosh, oh my what god, is why happening? Did you think that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Well, you guys. I think. 
I need to let it be light. Like let it be, it doesn't have to be intense. Like we can go as many layers deep with the curiosity Mm -hmm. as we want to. So yeah. Yeah. No, I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be good. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I just wanted to be like, and you're like, yeah, no, I am excited. (laughs) (laughs) I might be bipolar. No, (laughs) thank you. Are you people pleasing me just now? Yeah, I'm curious you about know, my like wild it. mood swings. <laughs> oh, so funny. Oh my gosh. Okay, you guys, you need to join us on this journey. You have to just do it. Come on. Yeah. Be like us. Win friends and influence people. <laughs> don't, don't be curious. Yeah. <laughs> just, just be us. Yeah, just be Hilarious. like us. <laughs> um, so as always, you can follow us on Instagram. We are at how to be me again. And uh, let us know if you're following along in the experiments and starting your year off. And um, <laughs> I always want to go into like how I did that last episode or one of those episodes, this big long thing. And tell us this. <laughs> and tell us this. Like, I'm really giving you guys a lot of homework to do. <laughs> Get your books out. Get your books We're ready to tell you homework. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, join us next week when we see how it goes. Let's see how much we've read next week or how much we've learned. <laughs> well, I am going to try and read some of those um, books that I downloaded. I won't be reading nice. How to Win Friends and Influence People, but I will be reading other <laughs> books more in my interest. I can't, I'm not really in the mood to be like angered right now. No, I know. I know. I'm going to learn about Buddhism, I think. Mm. Let's get yeah. zen. Let's get yeah, zen. Let's get zen. That'll mm. be good. Okay. <laughs> Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.